Well, the truth is I really can't take a lot of credit for the message that you're going to hear today. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, we had to make a last-minute change this week um, to who was giving this message. So I want to give credit where credit is due, uh, and that is to Pastor Kevin. So this is the point where I can say, uh, if you resonate with today's message, uh, you're welcome to tell both of us all about it. And, and if you don't, well, I'm sure Pastor Kevin would love to hear that. So, <laughs> so uh, last week we started a sermon series on giving, and we talked about our precious, you know, the affections of our heart, as we asked the question, why give? So I'm wondering if you've ever um, asked or, or been asked that question. Uh, Pastor Kevin says that he's been asked this many times and, and for a variety of reasons. But the greatest one is this. Uh, when people have this kind of light bulb moment and they realize that it is God who owns everything, like all we have and all everyone has, uh, even if the bank says we own it, uh, they ask, why give? if God owns it all already. And Jesus gave a simple and honest answer to that question, which is what we looked at last week in Matthew 6, verses 19 through 24. You give because you know God is your only treasure. Is that not true? We give a lot to what we treasure, you know, whether that's a hobby or a job, a passion, a person. And why do we give what we give to God? Well, because he is our only true treasure. And I'd like to let that soak in a little bit, but stay with me, because today we're going to be moving on to common question number two, which is this. Um, and this is the one that seems to get asked more than any other question about giving. And the question is, how much does God tell us to give? And it's often quickly followed by, is it really 10% of my income? Well, we're going to look at that truth today from 2 Corinthians 9, verses 6 through 8. And it helps us answer that question. Um, but first, I'm wondering if you have ever heard of the IRS formula for giving. I have to confess, I, I had never seen this formula before. Um, but the consistory here at Rehoboth looked at this formula. And basically the formula has three different ways of, of breaking down your income. And then they say, you know, you should give uh, according to whichever one comes out to be the most for you. Well, praise God um, that the consistory decided not to go with this formula. And instead, they have chosen to wisely, we might add, Answer the question, how much should I give honestly with the truth that God gives in his word? So I'd like to you to uh, open your hearts to the answer God gives to that question as we read from 2 Corinthians 9, verses 6 through 8. Which says, remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever gives generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give. Not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to bless you abundantly, so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. 
Well, it's so beautiful how Jesus makes uh, this truth so simple. He talks about farming or gardening and simple seeds. Uh, Even if you don't farm or you don't garden, uh, this is a pretty easy illustration to understand. So I have a few math questions for you that I'd like you to answer out loud. So here's the first one. If you put two seeds in the ground, what is the maximum number of plants you will get from those two seeds? Two. Yeah, you guys are a smart crowd. Yes, of course. Um, Well, on a side note, I'd like to say that's simple, but this is coming from the person who I have, like, the blackest thumb known to mankind. Uh, The decorating team, they put two mums here at church a few weeks ago uh, as table decorations, and then they gave me the reminder to water them. Well, I didn't specifically, like, put that on my calendar to water those mums every few days, and, well, wouldn't you know it, um, they died. Yeah, it's, it's a good thing that my children can feed themselves. So uh, if the decorating team brings live flowers again, I will literally like be writing it down on my calendar which days I need to water flowers. So that might seem like a simple answer to you, but yeah, I don't know that if I planted two seeds, I would have two plants. Um, Okay, I digress. But anyway, another math problem. So if you plant 100 seeds in the ground, 100 seeds, what is the maximum number of plants you will get from those 100 seeds? 100, yes. Um, So which of these two options will bring you the greater harvest, the two or the 100? The 100, yes. So just simple math. Whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will reap generously. And when it comes to a harvest, you can't get away from math and numbers And at one level, that's true for giving, Um, whether it's money or time or spiritual giftedness, numbers tell a story, and it's a way for people to measure giving. That's what's behind this whole 10% business. God places it in the heart of man to give back a portion of what he blessed them with from the very beginning. Uh, It's a starting point or a guideline to help us. God made that clear, and tithing percentages, including 10%, uh, was shared by God to give the Israelites this visual picture of what giving and generosity of the heart looks like at a minimum. Now, maybe you, like me and most people, uh, need an amount to measure giving, so this certainly creates this tangible picture for us, but uh, we have a few statistics here. So, the first, um, these are statistics uh, from a study done by Nonprofit Source Research. And their research says that 37% of all people who regularly attend church give nothing. They, they do not give regularly. And the average percent of income that Christians who tithe, um, those who give like regularly to the church, is 2.5%, uh, with just over 80% giving 2%. So only 1% of all Christians who give a tithe give 10% or more. So I think these numbers, they kind of give us a picture of how people give. And you might have different thoughts about this, but um, those are the statistics from this source. Now we have another set of statistics. This is from the Bureau of Labor. 
And the Bureau of Labor says that the income in an average American household is just over 53000 And this is how people spend that money. So a little over 6% on eating out, um, not just like your food or meals. This is actually going out to eat. A little less than 6% on entertainment, 2.5% uh, on a phone, and then 2% on gifts or charity. So we could say, well, what do these numbers reveal about giving to God, who is our only real precious? And what do these numbers reveal about how much God tells us to give? And, I, and we're not sharing these numbers today to guilt anyone, and we'll never say, you know, this is the amount that you need to give. You need to give a certain amount or, or a certain percentage of your income. Because it wouldn't be an, an, an honest answer or in line with God's word and his truth. This is simply given for us to take a look inside our heart and ask the question, what is in my heart that impacts or dictates my giving? And it's really the only question God wants us to ask because he knows that we, along with every other person who has ever lived and ever will live, gives based on what is in the heart. That's true and that's honest. And if we look back at verse 7, that's the bottom line, like honest answer to how much should I give. It's not a figure and it's not an amount. God tells us to give according to the heart. It's not a reluctant thing or an obligation, but it's willingly and it's with joy. And here's some more honesty or truthfulness. Um, I hope that you can take this much of it in one morning. Uh, but within our heart, we hold two critical elements that define why we give and how much we give. And those two elements are number one, our faith, and number two, our love for God. Faith is believing the simple and true promises God gives about meeting all our needs, always his promises to provide. And there's all kinds of examples of that, starting from the very beginning. You know, jealousy over giving caused the first murder between Cain and Abel. Quality and quantity factored into Cain's decision to kill his brother. It was a heart thing for Cain, and it was a heart thing for Abel. And that's why Jesus marveled at what he saw a woman doing one day in the temple. And he shared truth about that to his disciples and with us. Luke 21, verses 1 through 4 says, As Jesus looked up, he saw the rich putting their gifts into the temple treasury. And he also saw a poor widow put in two very small copper coins. Truly, he tell you, truly, I tell you, he said, this poor widow has put in more than all the others. All these people gave their gifts out of their wealth, but she, she gave out of her poverty and she put in all that she had to live on. You know, Jesus saw what that widow gave and he saw what the rich gave and his response clearly reveals that it's not about amounts or percentages. The rich he saw, they gave more in terms of amount, but she gave truly out of faith because it was all she had. 
And it stirred Jesus' heart to see such a bold statement about the trust and the faith that she had in her heart. And if you contrast that with the story of the rich young ruler, who after being challenged by Jesus to sell all he had and give it to the poor, he couldn't do it because the challenge wasn't based on amounts or percentages, but it was on his heart. And Jesus was simply asking him to trust God and believe that God would provide. So along with faith, giving is also based on our love and our gratitude. You know, we do that all the time. You know, someone does something nice for us or gives us something, and we're compelled to reciprocate out of gratitude. If we love someone, we give to them, whether that's our time or our stuff or giving of ourselves. It's this natural response to give to them out of love for what we have in our heart for them. And so it is with God. It isn't some complicated mathematical process like we saw from the IRS, and it's not as sterile as adhering to a budget. It's a heart thing. Simply trusting, loving, and being grateful to God. And as you think about that, um, we could look back at that promise of verse 8. You know, it said, And God is able, and he will bless you abundantly, so that in all things and at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. And we could even take that further to verse 11, where it says, You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. God directly answers those two heart concerns by stating clearly that he will meet all our needs. He is able, and he will. But believing that takes faith. And our response to that truth is just simple gratitude. You know, at our congregational celebration, Pastor Kevin commended our spiritual leadership for the response of their heart to the proposed increases to our budget. And those increases were based on the vision and the needs and the opportunities we we see that God is laying before us in 2021. Uh, And from me, I can can personally share with you that after one of those meetings took place, um, Pastor Kevin came back to me and he said, you know, I was, I was just so impressed with the leadership of our church and where their hearts are at. And you, the body of Christ, are commended for your generous giving throughout the years and especially during this year, 2020. With, with all of its distractions, its obstacles, worries, fears, Rehoboth has responded better than most, and they have passed a budget that has a larger-than-normal increase. And we praise the Lord for that. And from me, I just want to say, without your faith, uh, I can say that I don't think I would be here before you today. Thank you for believing with God that all things are possible. You have demonstrated what is in your hearts. So yes, this truth presents a challenge to look inside our hearts and to make how much be based solely on the faith, love, and gratitude you have in your heart for God. To be honest, as I read through this sermon, 
um, I was challenged because I have to confess that I, I am a like budgeting Nazi. I, I love my budget. I love doing my budget. It keeps me on track. Um, but this is a message that re- it's a reminder that it's more than just keeping a budget. But thankfully, Pastor Kevin gave grace for people like me, and, it, and he included this last little statistic to see, for us to see how easy it would be for God to bless us. So if the average number of people attending our worship, not even our total membership, uh, based on the average household income from the Bureau of Labor and Statistics, gave just a 5% tithe, uh, we would more than meet our budget. 795000 versus our budget of just a little more than 608000 And if you applied a 10% tithe, well, that would blow our budget out of the water, it would be close to $1.5 million versus our $608,000 budget. People of God, how much should you give? Well, just give from the heart with faith and with gratitude and watch what God will do. Will you please pray with me? Lord, it's such a simple word, faith, believing, trusting in something that we cannot see. Lord, you hold the future. And so many times we want to know what's going to happen and what it's going to look like. And you ask us to trust. And Lord, I thank you for your faithfulness over the years. You have been so faithful. And we saw that this morning in all of these prayers of gratitude. Thank you for the ways that you work in our hearts. We pray that you would continue that work among us. In your name.